Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today in the hot seat is a special guest by the name of Vicki Nethling, and we're going to talk about leadership, um, leadership from a conference perspective. We're also going to talk about how do you um, really tap into leadership because you may not necessarily have the title of being a leader, but you are a leader in your own um, form and scope. And what does that look like navigating being a leader in the 21st century? But I want to tell you a little bit more about Vicky so you could connect with her. And for those of you that are just new to the space, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and the host. So welcome to the community. We're excited to have you. And for those seasoned listeners, get back and sit down and relax for an amazing segment or pop in those AirPods and just enjoy the content that is getting ready to happen. So here we go. Here's who Vicky is. Vicky spent over 40 years in the corporate world before retiring in 2018. The last 17 years of that career as a project manager. In 2017, just prior to early retirement, she became involved with her first multi-level marketing anti-aging wellness business, Neora. Their passion and mission is to help people look better, feel better, and live better, fit right into Vicky's long-term vision and goals. Her love of self-development led her to become a Toastmaster in 1998. In June 2021, Vicky completed her second term as a Toastmaster International Region Advisor for Region 2 in California, where she mentored district leaders on leadership, conflict resolution, and strategic positioning. Vicky has devoted the last 10 years building the District 44 Youth Leadership Program and continues to lead, lead and help children 8 through 17 improve their confidence by instructing them on effective communication skills. Vicki believes that one of her keys to success is continually investing in her personal development. In 2022, she co-authored her first collaborative book and launched the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast, which yours truly was on. She she currently has two online courses to complement her online webinar and coaching program. So as you can see, Vicki is multidimensional and multifaceted and definitely on a mission to really be a servant leader, but also lead with empathy, compassion, and et cetera, and help those do the same. So without further ado, let's welcome Vicki Nethling. Thank you so much, Genesis, for that great opening um, and it hopefully gave the, your audience some small picture about the possibilities of what you can do when you actually take action. <laughs> yes, even after retirement, there are things that we still need to do. So thank you so much for having me. 
My pleasure, Vicky. And we're gonna jump into the connection part of the segment, which is the fun part of the segment that some people look forward to. So there are two options here. We could do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Let's do rapid fire. Here we go. We're playing rapid fire with Vicky and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one. When you decided to retire, did you have any retirement goals or plans? So when I decided to retire, I had already started two years before my multi-level marketing uh, anti-aging business. And so the, that business was what I was going to focus on at, I retired at 60. And so I was also going to be having another grandchild. And I thought, golly, I'll bet you there's other people like me that want to be able to crawl around with their two-year-old grandchildren and, and be able to go to the parks and things and not need oxygen as you get there. So it was my goal to really focus on how can I help other women not feel less about themselves and also to focus more on my goal of helping people be comfortable in this speaking environment that we are even before COVID, I was trying to promote youth as well as adults to get comfortable being a speaker online. And this uh, the COVID actually helped a lot because it brought the need and the not only the need, but the um, really realization that we could do business online successfully and make connections with people through this little camera on our PC or laptop. Question two, favorite color? Um, red. <laughs> Question three, what's your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Um, right now it's tea. Question four, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I think it would be to know when to not speak. Question five. If you could interview any person on your podcast currently living, who would it be? I have to say Oprah. Okie dokie. Here is the challenge. Audience, you know what's next. So I challenge you within the next two weeks to reach out to Oprah, whether you're reaching out to her PR team or you're contacting her on a social media outlet, tell her why you would like to have her on your show. Do your value add. How can you add value and how can she add value and package it up nicely. And this is going to be the shoot your shot because what do you have to lose? And let's turn those dreams into realities. Either they're going to respond or they're not going to respond. They're going to say yes or they're going to say no. And you know that you put yourself out there. And if it works, hey, you just accomplished something. Do you accept the challenge? I do. I actually get her daily. About three months ago, I signed up for her daily message and, and became part of her tribe, if you will. And so one of the things that comes every so often is a request for us to be in the small circle of people that she 
interviews and talks with on a, a you know periodic basis and so i'm just going to have to respond to that next one yeah so you have two weeks to do it two weeks. So, all right and i want you to put a date on your calendar so you can hold yourself accountable and then in order for me to know that you truly accepted the challenge you must screenshot me once you have completed it. So I know that you did it and therefore I act as an accountability partner because if we don't hold each other accountable, then we're not gonna get things done. Awesome, okay. This is what, my year of yes. Yes. Question six, if you could trade places with anyone, who would it be? It's rabbit, Vicky, rabbit. <laughs> I would say I would trade places with my daughter, who is uh, a mom, and also uh, she is just, I think is going to have a lot of opportunities that I didn't have, and I would love to, to trade. Oh, that's beautiful. You have to share this segment with her then. Question seven. If you could be a fly on the wall, Vicki, and listen in to any conversation, past or present, what conversation are you listening into? I would probably want to be in a conversation for whenever they decided to come up with uh, Zoom and how that conversation went. Question eight. What's your favorite candy? My favorite candy is a truffle that has raspberry and dark chocolate. Ooh. Oh my gosh, now you're making me hungry. <laughs> it's making me want one of those Godiva uh, truffles. Yes. <laughs> Question nine. <laughs> What's your favorite food or cuisine? I would say that my favorite cuisine is Italian and my <clears throat> my favorite food would have to be a uh, uh, lasagna. Oh, yes. And question 10, it's our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question, Vicki. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I'm going to play. Okie dokie. So last question. Here we go. Here we go. Mm -hmm. You just won the lottery. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> you get to get all your money. There is a kicker. They tell you, Vicki, you must contribute to three charities of your choice first before all the proceeds are released. So what three charities are you donating to? The Alzheimer's, Heart, and also the Big Brothers Big Sisters. So Alzheimer's group, the American Heart Society, I guess it is, and then uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters. Amazing. And you just completed rapid fire. So audience, that was our fun part of the segment. <laughs> and it took you behind the scenes to learn a little bit more about Vicki while we segue into the main part of the conversation, which is the work that Vicki is focusing on leadership. And as I said in the beginning, 
You don't necessarily have to be in a quote unquote leadership role in order to lead and have influence. So Vicki, why are you so passionate about leadership? I think it just all goes back to how long it took me to become a confident leader. And whenever I started in business all those years ago, I didn't really set my goals very high. I assumed I, I hadn't been into college. And so I assumed that I could just do, you know, secretarial work or I could, you know, work in a store somewhere. And it wasn't until I was almost 50 that and had gone through being promoted and um and having accolades, but still always had that doubt, that lack of belief in myself that I could be more. And then in my fifties, after graduating from college, I all of a sudden trusted, and those, those four years that I did the University of Phoenix were fabulous because it gave me validation that I sure as heck knew stuff. And that the things that I learned in life, my life experiences gave me such a great resource to go to, to make smart decisions, to be able to mentor and to guide people. And as you did that, you blossomed. And that's the great thing about confidence that it, as you continue your personal development, that confidence grows and grows and grows. And those failures don't seem as horrible because you start to look at them as stepping stones to better things. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, the, what is the light bulb? It took Edison 10,000 mistakes before he got it right. Well, I, I figured I've, I've done way less than 10,000 <laughs> things wrong. So I, I must be okay. <laughs> Yeah, and just you said a lot there and I'm over here just glowing up because you said it wasn't until your 50s where you decided to just really embrace that that confidence and have, you know, that next step in your personal development journey and then you went to university, got your degree um, from the University of uh, Phoenix. And it that shows me right there that you didn't allow your age or the stage of your life to deter you from doing something that was conducive to your personal growth because you were hungry and you were going to push yourself for Vicky, not for anyone else, but for you. So that was one thing that helped boost your confidence. And I like how you talked about in the beginning, you didn't think that you would ever get outside of like a secretarial role or working in a store, which kind of goes to imposter syndrome. But you then had the realization and that aha moment that yes, Vicky can achieve certain things. Vicky can have the confidence and Vicky can do what it takes in order to, you know, jump over those barriers or break down those barriers and et cetera. And I think that's so important because it starts with a mindset shift and it comes when we have a paradigm and there may be some, someone out there listening who is struggling to find their confidence in order to begin their journey, because maybe they've heard certain things that were said 
said to them like, oh, you're never going to be more than an admin or what makes you think you're capable or whatever the case may be. And they allowed those things to take root where now they feel conditioned that they're going to be in a holding pattern where if they just shake that off and they listen to your story and how you did it, even though y'all may be from different necks of the woods, you may have different backgrounds. If they see how you did it and then the, it'll empower them that they can do it too, because we're here to light the torch and let other people know mm. it's not always going to be easy, but what helps us get through it is taking actions and doing it afraid. So what are some of the other ways that helped you unleash the confidence in your own leadership journey? And this can apply to anyone, no matter what your socioeconomic status is, no matter your race, your nationality, your industry, or whatever leadership skills can be learned and just because you may be in one position does not mean you're not going to reach the next position it may just take time and it takes you putting in the work yeah you said a whole lot of important things there i think dissect the them. feel free to yes. dissect them because it was the, a lot <laughs> the very first thing that i always encourage everyone and it's something that i actually learned in in my 25 years of being a Toastmaster is how important it is to listen, actively listen. And that plays it as a mother, as a you know grandparent, as a, a spouse, as a coworker. You, do you really listen to what people are saying? Or are you trying to formulate what great, fabulous thing you're going to say next? And you oftentimes, miss the juice you miss the important things and just by listening uh, one thing that comes to mind I, I was on a project a uh, special assignment for two years and i visited our largest customers and and i had an agenda i i met with them for three hours at a time and my agenda was i'm going to listen to you for an hour and then i'm going to talk for an hour and then we're going to have a joint conversation but in that first hour of them talking, if what they talked about, their pain, their struggle was not on my agenda, I dropped my agenda and helped them with what their pain and their struggle was. And the result of that was after I helped them, and it might've taken several meetings, several weeks, several months for me to get them to that final outcome, but once you did that, those people would do anything I asked them. They would follow whatever I wanted them to do. And I think that's what we forget is, you know, I first need to help you. And in doing that, I'll get helped in the long run. You know, I'll get what I need. But I first have to put you first. And as a leader, we need to remember that. I think sometimes we think, oh, well, it's our job to just tell everybody what to do and to dictate and and to you know my way or the highway kind of thing but that's what i learned in my 50s was no go with your gut understand how you would feel in that person's position and you know in those meetings those people couldn't get past anything i had to offer them until they knew that their problems that they were right there causing them pain were helped and stopped. And so that's the first thing. I, I think too, we, we have to 
understand that it is okay that your goals change. That what I wanted to do as a nine-year-old and, you know, be a teacher, although some of that has come true in what I do today, but my goals change constantly and that's fine. It's really important that you look and reflect from time to time throughout the year, throughout your life on what is important to you today. Does it still align with your core values? And if it does, then how can you take action to get where you want to go next? You know, for me at retirement, there was no way that I was going to sit at home when I had all of these things, these gifts that I could share with people. And my life is more fulfilled by me helping others than me just sitting here, uh, you know, watching television or, you know, planning a, a garden, which you know, is a great way for me to enrich my life. But the true fulfillment comes when I see someone else succeed. I love that. I love the active listening because you're listening to really make sure you're hearing what the other person said. And then uh, one thing that helped me, because in the beginning, I was a horrible listener, but whenever you do certain roles, it forces you to, you know, enhance that skill and capability. So it's like you're listening to see what are their pain points, like you said. And then once they're done, then you begin to let it marinate and assess what they said. And during your assessment, then you could confirm to say, okay, is this what you said? Because this is what I heard. Because sometimes they say one thing and we begin to hear it another way. So when you ask for that clarification, it also lets the person know who is speaking that you heard them fully. And then you make sure that there's no um, gap in the communication because you want to bridge it is a tool that I use. And sometimes it's hard. It's hard to do that because sometimes we're listening to respond versus listening to um, let it marinate and et cetera. So I love the active listening part there. And then I also love the fact that you mentioned you, you, forego your agenda to help them with their problem. So you begin to be a solution to the problem that they had. And in the long run, not that it was something that you were expecting, it just happened naturally that they were able to help you with what your needs were. Right. Yeah. You have to sometimes look at the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think that too, you have to also allow yourself to be creative, you, you know, as, um, as we go through life, it's easier sometimes to do what we know, what we've done over and over and over, but there are better ways to do things. And I think we need to give ourselves grace and allow ourselves to overcome the fear of failure, the fear of, of not you know, what will people think? And, uh, and we sometimes worry about that far too much, that that keeps us from discovering great things about ourselves and great ways to do things. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know anyone that has come up with an app or a program that hasn't 
had a lot of papers thrown on the floor trying to design it. But when you get that, when you reveal something that's never been done before, it is a wonderful feeling. Absolutely. And, and, and you know why I think it's a wonderful feeling too? Because it's the failures that allowed you to learn the lessons yes. and it's the lessons that are catapulting you into your success because you had the start stops, you had the scratch out moments, you had the ugliness and et cetera. And had you not gone through that, you wouldn't be who you are today. And it's so important that we appreciate the small wins and the big wins. Yes. We appreciate the failures the slips, the trips, and the falls, because it's also building our character. And when I say it's building our character, we're learning more about ourselves. We're developing personally as well as professionally. And then we have enough knowledge so we can help someone else that may be going through something similar. So if you never go through it, then how can you help somebody who is? Because you have no correlation to understanding where they're coming from, because you haven't walked that out in your own area. And I want to talk about leadership in this 21st Mm -hmm. century, because we see a lot of leaders who are sometimes checking the boxes Mm -hmm. just to show that certain things are getting done. But whenever from, I'm going to do from the top down and the bottom up, because I've been an individual contributor. So that's an IC, not in a management role. Then I've Mm -hmm. been in a manager management role where not only did I have to give orders and directives, but I also had to be open to having them give me orders to have that 360 feedback because I don't always have um, brilliant ideas and we're a team and we need to do a collaborative. And now we see with the world that we're in right now, the great resignation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in order to lead effectively, you also have to be transparent, number one, You have to be open for feedback. You have to acknowledge when you make a mistake and you have to ask yourself, what type of leader am I? What type of skills do I have? And et cetera. And I know that was a mouthful, Vicky, once again. So I want you to take what resonates with you and dissect it because you are an expert in helping people lead in the 21st century. I think the first thing as I mentioned before, is is you have to trust your gut. And one of the things that leaders so often forget is that you lead by example, but you have to let people uh, experiment. You know, I can't do everything for you and expect you to be as proficient at it as I am. So my role is to teach you to fish, if you will, (laughs) and let you experience that, let you have the bumps in the road and know that you can come back and ask me, well, this didn't kind of work right. You know, what should I tweak? And then we have that continued conversation, but you will be so much better at that job if you do it and you learn from those trials and errors yourself. I'm my job is not the person that is just sits in the chair and tells everybody what to do or worse yet I assign you to a responsibility but I don't tell you what my expectations are I don't explain to you why you're doing that 
or what the the big picture, as I mentioned before, is for me as a project manager, that was probably one of the best gifts was that I was involved with almost every aspect of the projects that I worked. And that allowed me to see the impact of each piece of the project. And when you know that, then the work that you have to do is somewhat justified. But if I just have you working on one thing and you don't understand what your contribution does, that job is not going to be fulfilling to you. You won't really want to go to work every day to do that. You won't be excited and enthused. So how can I show you that your contribution makes a difference? And that's where empathy comes into play. You know, if you come to me and tell me your frustrations, I need to be able to be that active listener that is hearing what you are saying and be able to respond appropriately, appropriately to it. You have to be able to know that um, you don't have to be perfect. And, and I think a lot of times as we're in that aspiration of, great, of growing in our careers, that's where the frustration came in my 30s and 40s, because I was trying to be somebody who I wasn't. I was trying to be like a manager that I've seen and trying to act and do as, in most cases, he did. And that wasn't me. And that never resonated well with me. And I always felt that I was less, that I was, I, I was just not always hitting the mark. And it wasn't until I did start to lead with my gut and trust. And, and when I didn't feel that it was right, was courageous enough, if you will, to say to my manager or, or upper management, why I didn't think it was the thing to do. And, you know, in some cases, they accepted that, or in some cases, they explained to me, where I was missing the vision, where I was miss, missing the point of what we were doing and therefore got more clarity. It's a give and take. And I think that's what people need to understand as leaders is that you should be willing to understand that a conversation is two-way and we can never get all the things that we need to get until we have that two-way conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you took took what I took what I said and you added on to it and broke it down from your um, your area and your experiences that you've had because it's interesting how you and I could have different viewpoints but then there's also parallels there from um, from me being a millennial to you being you know old older than baby I am. boomer <laughs> yeah baby boomer so older than I am and I feel like sometimes from a from this perspective sometimes the baby boomers and the millennials don't always want to have those intersections because they have various viewpoints but I feel like whenever you do bring the intersections to together, it can drive a fruitful conversation because we begin to learn from one another because even though our styles are different, that does not mean that we can't cohabitate and put our heads together in order to make it an effective way for everyone to feel that they're not just surviving, but they're thriving in a conducive environment and they feel like they do have a rightful place to lead, whether they're leading a 
team, but they're not necessarily doing performance reviews, whether they're leading themselves in order to drive their career path, or um, they are leading and they have direct reports and et cetera. I do feel in my heart of heart that everyone has the ability to lead and we need to have these open, honest, transparent and authentic conversation. Mm -hmm. And yes, sometimes it is difficult, Vicky. It is very difficult sometimes mm -hmm. because we can begin to butt heads because sometimes <laughs> feel, I, and I'm just gonna say this from my background, Vicky, and correct me if I'm wrong, the millennials, sometimes we feel like we went to school, we got our education, we want to be paid what we were, and we we deserve a place. Whereas sometimes the baby boomers feel like we had to work for everything that we acquired. We had to climb the ladder. We had to do this. We had to do that. And you think that you're just going to waltz in here and just have everything handed to you on a silver platter <laughs> is what I've seen from just coming out of 15 years in corporate and 12 of them being in the oil and gas and energy sector. And then it created a rift and there was a breakdown in communication. And then when you try to address it, it's like people want their voices heard, but no one wants to really listen. Like going back to your point, actively listen to make sure how can we be the solution to each, each, um, each part of the conversation. Would you say that I kind of explained that correctly, Vicki? Oh, sure. You know, and especially since, and, and I want to tell all you millennials out there that when I was your age, I felt the same dang way. And, and it's interesting because um, there are, are, are different aspects of being able to lead well. And one is the book knowledge, you know, the, the things you get from school and all that kind of stuff. And then the other is experience. And, and I think that's where in my conversations with folks that, you know, came in and, and wanted to be a super or a manager or a director right out of college, it was, you, it, you probably will be able to do this job, but I don't want you to struggle in doing this job. If I have you be mentored for a year or so where you can see these things that um, you might, that are unique to the job, to the business that we're in, really to be able to see that holistic view helps you to navigate. So, it, you know, everything that's written in or what you learned in college doesn't always go that way. It's, you know, it's not black and white. Business is not black and white. And so how do you navigate the gray? And, and so in my experience, sometimes the folks don't navigate the gray so well when they try to beat in the black and white. And that causes rifts as you were talking about. But if I can have you be able to see Oh, well, there's times, as I mentioned, where I should just be quiet and observe and then get what I need to know to be able to convince you that my idea is the right idea or that I am ready to take on this position. I just hate whenever I would see somebody that had on the resume everything that they needed to do that job, but because they didn't understand the operations or know how to deal with, at that time, you know, two or three generations. Now we have five 
generations of people that all have different needs, all have different wants, all have different motivators. And understanding all of those takes a minute. And I think that's the thing that the 21st century leaders have to understand is that you can't just go to work and be a, an employee boss kind of relationship. I need to know about you. I need to understand what motivates you. I need to understand what you care about, what you are passionate about. I need to understand who your kids are and why, you know, you know, what goals do you have? That all helps me be able to guide you and direct you into the best way to get to where you want to go without all of the bumps in the road. I love that. And now as we begin to wind down, I want to throw you an audible to see is there anything that I didn't ask you about or we didn't discuss that you want to add for the conversation before we jump into the CTA part? So one of the things that I always like to add is that, you know, I, you mentioned that I work with the youth and that is really my passion project because what I have seen in working with kids that are middle school, high school, is they start to understand how important staying focused in your conversations are, having a good opening body conclusion, but really how important vocal variety, how important eye contact is. When you're talking to somebody in a job situation, in a, in a school situation, talking to your parents, if you divert your eyes, that kind of makes me wonder why, you know, and the trust factor isn't there. But if I can look at you and be there and be present, my words are going to be more heard. And in the, what I do with the youth is sometimes it's the first time they're listened to for four minutes straight uninterrupted, totally absorbing what you have to say. And that's impactful. You see all of a sudden, especially whenever you get accolades of what you did well and how, how there's just little tweaks you could do. And then you do that and it makes a difference. Their posture changes, their confidence grows. And they give me such wonderful feelings about the future of our world because these young people will be leading it in a much better way than maybe we did. Wow, that just makes me blow up because just like you, I love helping the youth and sometimes they want to be seen and heard because mm -hmm. so many times people are trying to dictate them and tell them what they can or cannot do. But if we just kind of pause and take a step back and let them know that we see you, we hear you, we recognize you and we support you, then you, like you said, we can begin to see them open up and tell us what it is that they want, who it is that they are and et cetera. And I, I love that. And I think we need to do a better job as a, as a society and just really be open-minded about it because one-stop shop does not fit for everyone. Mm -hmm. And just because we expect them to do something something our way does not mean that they're going to do it 
how we say, and there's different ways to go about doing things. But I like that you did mention that. And it's definitely a skill to work with certain certain types of youth mm -hmm. and um, help them with their voice, their tone, their diction, their body language, and et cetera. Because right now, social media is crazy. And if we allow social media to influence the youth, I don't know where, where our society is going to be because there's all types of craziness on social yeah, media. That is true. So Vicki, let's jump into the CTA. What is your call to action for the audience today after they hear or watch this recording? So there are uh, a few things. You, uh, If you have a business or a um, you're an entrepreneur, I'd love to have you on my podcast. As we mentioned, the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. But what I have is for those of you that are having a business <laughs> and know that you need to go online and you need to do those reels and you need to do those lives and you just don't know, or you do go out there and do it and you're not effective. And maybe it is in your delivery of how you say it or your lighting is poor and you're in a shadow and we can't really see all of those things impact our delivery. And so I have a course for you to do that, but better yet in September, I'm going to be launching a uh, webinar and I would love for you to check out that. It's gonna be interactive and it gives you that stepping stone to maybe doing your first reel or your first live or just, being comfortable, sending your message out to the world in person. Oh my God, we still do that in person. And I can help you with all that. Amazing. And Vicki, now tell them how they could connect with you. Plug your website and share your social media platform that you spend um, the majority of the time on when you do get on that. Absolutely. You can schedule a chat with me or schedule to be a guest on my podcast at my website of www.findyourconfidence. I'm sorry, I don't even know my own website. Find your leadership confidence. And that is, um, again, www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. You can also go to Facebook. I'm at Victoria Ann Nethling or Vicki Nethling, both places. I'm on LinkedIn as Victoria Nethling. And also I am on in, uh, Pinterest and Instagram at Vic, Vicki Nethling. So you can find me everywhere. Amazing. And y'all to make it easier so you're not remembering all the places, I'm sure these are all backlinked on Vicky's website. So they once are. you go to her website, you'll see the little icons up for the different social media platforms that she's on. Click on those and it will take you exactly to the places she mentioned. I will also link her contact information in the show notes. So all you need to do is read, scroll on down and connect with Vicki. For those of you that tuned in, make sure you like, 
comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms, so there's a place for everyone to listen. And for those of you who like to see video, this recording is on our YouTube channel, and you can find that by typing in GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know I only think about you. Because of you and your continual support, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per the metrics on www.listennotes.com. So if you would like to become a brand sponsor, spaces are limited. Send me an email to genesisamarskemp at gmail.com or head on over to my website, genesisamariskemp.net to learn more info to see how we could collaborate and go further and faster together when we collaborate. So until the next segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And remember, you are a leader. You were created for a reason. And there's always something that you can learn so you can begin to grow personally and professionally. So never stop learning, never stop growing, and never feel like your age is a factor that limits you. Break down those barriers and rise up to all occasions. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.